Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, shots, shots! This Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R. Streaming only on Hulu, Friday. These road warriors, man, rough. Do you know that you, the game that you went to is the last game that they won? Yeah, I know. I'm good luck. It wasn't good luck for the Giants, but I'm good luck for the Warriors. Yeah, it's the opposite for uh, for the Warriors. So the Warriors, we just got finished watching. They lost another game on the road. They've lost five games in a row in Orlando. And I, I would like to see this the the starting lineups in those games because I feel like every time they go to Orlando, that's when they rest guys. <laughs> like, uh, but this was not one of those games. Orlando took their best, swung back, used uh, a six ten and over starting lineup, and the Warriors couldn't get any rebounds. They were just fouling the whole game. Overall, the game was pretty close and it was kind of fun to watch at points but it was also not a great basketball game because of all the fouls and and the way yeah. the Warriors played but uh I don't know you you went to the game uh now what was it last 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 Thursday Wednesday? last Thursday so what you what do you what do you think you saw them play live now we've seen four games in a row on the road where they definitely just don't have any defensive juju whatsoever I think the I think Orlando scored forty three points in the third quarter today. Like this is a ridiculous number. Mm-hmm. Uh, outshot the Warriors like by thirty from the free throw line, which I kind of get because they played so big, right? That's what that's what their game was going to be was we're going to play big, we're going to go to the hole, we're going to keep, you know, we're going to keep going to the hole, we're going to keep going for rebounds. Warriors are reaching like crazy this year. Let's just keep forcing them to reach. And uh, Draymond fouled out. Looney had five. 
who else had five? Somebody else had Michael. Yeah. Uh, the less we talk about that guy's play tonight, the better. I'm kind of <laughs> picking on him for some reason. I think if the Warriors were uh, six and three rather than three and six, I wouldn't yeah. pick on him so much, but I'm kind of like, we're missing Otto, and we have you, and that is the reason. That's just that's just my my picking on reason. But I mean, what what did you see? What did you see live that we're not seeing yeah. right now? I have a few things. I wanted to start with saying I think that if, like you said, if they were like a six and three right now, then I think we could start seeing like the starters miss some of these back to back games for rest. But they can't afford to really miss these games right now. Well, so, can you? I can't imagine Steph plays tomorrow, right? I I feel like even if he does, like Clay's for sure not playing tomorrow, and the Pelicans are like a pretty good team, so we could be looking at, you know, another loss on the road, which is what four straight, five straight. It would be five straight, and then uh, then you have a game Monday against Sacramento at home, which should be helpful. Then they have like four days off in a row, and then they host. Sacramento hasn't Cleveland. been bad though. But it's at home. But they're kind of the antidote to the Warriors' problems in general. Uh, but, the, I mean, they could play like the Magic played today. I mean, I, I, the one of the things that's kind of interesting is, obviously, Fitzgerald says it uh, all the time, which is the Warriors are going to get everybody's best shot. And I think that's true. Mm-hmm. But also, not only are they getting everyone's best shot, but everybody is watching all of these games and seeing what these teams are doing well and what the Warriors aren't doing well. And so the game plan, if you're Mike Brown uh, or if you're uh, uh, for the Pelicans tomorrow, it's like, yeah, let's just, you know, we're going to shoot our open threes and we're going to take it to the hole. And these guys are going to foul us. Uh, Steph is getting shot over, uh, you know, the three ball is just going right in his face because he's closing late. Uh, just yeah, there's a, a bunch of things that are that are wrong. But I mean, if you're the other teams or you're watching all the tape, I'm sure there's tons of stuff that they're seeing where they're like, I think we can do that because, Mm -hmm. you know, even Wiggins who, you know, that this is obviously not playoff basketball, but you know, Wiggins is, is is sort of back to the Wiggins of the second half in regular season. He, He is shooting a lot better, but lots of dumb turnovers, lots of just dropping the ball, going to the hole, the missed layup, uh, bad hands. Like that stuff is, is, is there uh, his first two quarters are generally good. And then third and the fourth, he seems to struggle. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means, but yeah, just uh, bad times for these guys. And, and I don't know, I don't know what the fix is other than like, stop you know, fouling. St- stop fouling for sure. But what does that mean? That means move your feet a little bit better. That means uh, get your hands up. It's, d- does it seem like there's more fouls this season? Like, cause I know they're calling, the carry, which was the big thing, uh, the game before game. this. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It seems like there's – it could just be the Warriors, but it also seems like there's some really weird ticky-tack fouls being called where guys are just putting their hands up and, and still drawing fouls. I thought that in the beginning of the game, and I was like, man, is it like – I, I don't want to get in the mindset of like refs versus us, but in the beginning of the game, it kind of felt more ticky-tacky. And towards the end of the game, they were just making stupid fouls. Like the three fouls they picked up within the first minute of the fourth quarter were all warranted fouls and all really dumb. Yeah, um, yeah. They, 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 were, they were just like mindless. Like <laughs> not, not, not to say that uh, uh, Fitz is a, is a soothsayer or anything, but he's like, hey, guys, fourth quarter – we start back at zero, not in the bonus. 
and let's not foul. And then by like three minutes had gone by, they already had four fouls. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. Um, and I mean, what I saw at when they won, it just doesn't even feel like that crazy different, I guess, from what I feel like it's harder, especially from like the, like, you know, the 2K camera view where it's like back and forth. That's kind of uh-huh. like the view I had at the game. It's almost harder to like really watch that game and try to pick up things instead of watching it from like the broadcast view. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it doesn't feel like insanely different. I'm, I just feel like, um, do we know if Draymond and Clay's minutes are like ramped up and back to normal? Because I feel well, like I mean, that can, bench rotation tell you just like the, isn't set. I can tell you what the minutes were today. Now, obviously, Dre was in foul trouble. He had 30 minutes and Clay okay. had 34. So that has so to be the most back, minutes yeah. that, that Clay's played so far. And, he, and look at his stats. I thought he had the best game so yeah. far uh, of, of this short season. He had 27 points. He was a plus 13, the highest plus minus on the team in this game. You know, he's still shooting hard shots. Uh, he gets the shot at the end. Warriors are down one. And uh, Ty Jerome is inbounding the ball. Now, I think people could could say, could we get a shooter instead of Ty Jerome? Because then maybe it would draw the the defender a little bit more. But no, they I think they put like Wendell Carter Jr. on Ty Jerome and then mm-hmm. just let it, let Ty Jerome go in the corner. What other shooters did they have on the bench? They brought in Poole, Steph, Clay, Moody, Moody. I guess Wiggins. Uh, when, like... No, Wiggins was in. Moody was not in. Oh, Moody wasn't in. Okay. Yeah, Moody wasn't in. Uh, so they run this play and uh, Ty Jerome inbounds to Steph. And they immediately throw two guys at Steph. And I think Clay may have been a little late on his cut because by the time he gets the ball, uh, Ty Jerome is almost in his space. So then Ty Jerome has to move to the corner. And it wasn't really, uh, it didn't look like it was a clean catch. So then Clay tried to dribble and he knew he didn't have much time and tried to take another hard shot to, to, uh, to win the game. But that was it. The, the defense was there. Uh, Warriors offense wasn't there that, you know, usually inbounds plays and stuff. They're, they're so clean with that stuff, but that is not there. So yeah, another loss and uh, three and six to start the season. I wonder what's the worst start to the season uh, since 2014 uh, for, for, for their good teams, obviously when they, when they only won that one season, they won like 10 games or whatever. They, they mm-hmm. were terrible, but this is this has to be the worst start of of their season uh, for for when when you know since 2015 for a good team it's i don't i mean you know i know draymond says the offense needs to be better cuz it helps the defense the offense was really good today and the defense was still really really bad so whatever that means i w- i want to see you know we'll we'll, see, we'll probably get some uh, some stuff from Slater tonight when he does when he writes his piece, but I I don't think like I can't imagine that that they think that the offense was the problem. Steph had thirty nine points tonight. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he was uh, eight of fifteen from three. He had thirty nine points. Looney had seventeen. Wiggins had fifteen. But I, I'm gonna guess like more than half of that was in the was in the first half. Uh, I don't know. I think I think I think Jordan is trying to find some stuff that isn't there. I don't think he's fitting in in the way that he usually can when he's playing with the with the four starters with with him as the guy, the mm-hmm. creator, the ball handler. It seems like he's having a little bit of a rough time as well. But uh 
He's what, been awful defensively. Yeah, I mean that's he, like he's getting he, he quits it's like really dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb. Like I think he was guarding someone clipped it, but he was guarding like RJ Hampton at the logo, and RJ Hampton just kind of blew by him and got an easy bucket. There was another one towards the end of the game where he's guarding RJ Hampton at like the half court too. Like I just I don't understand what he's doing there. So some of this is uh, the feedback that he gets, and I wonder what that feedback is like because when he gets beat. It's almost like he wants to have an, a reason and he looks kind of he's like looking around at who's going to blame him or who's going to yell at him. And he's like, got a reason ready to this. This is why I got beat. It's not, you know, some of it's my fault, but it was also this. like he's ready to defend himself. And it's like, man, because there's times where he'll get beat and then the help will be there. And like Moody today, remember when remember when Moody's guy beat him? And then Draymond, Draymond stepped up, and then Moody still went back to to get Draymond's guy, and they stole the stole the balls. A really good play. Yeah, yeah, quarter. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That that opportunity is there for Pool on a lot of this stuff, but when he gets beat, he quits and he's ready to to explain himself. And mm. sometimes he could get back, but he just doesn't do it because he's he's quitting on the play. Uh, but that that stuff that you know, I. I'm sure that they see it. If we're seeing it on TV, I'm sure that's something. Draymond's that not yelling about. at him. Yeah, he can't. I was going <laughs> to yell at him. He can't yell yep. at the guy. What did, uh, what are, I'm going to say my three points. So I actually did a podcast yesterday and one of the topics was the Warriors had lost three straight and I was trying to figure out like what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up like just normal stats. I don't even have to go into the advanced stats. Yeah. The Warriors are 26th. And this wasn't necessarily the issue today as much, maybe until sort of, sort of the, the later half of the game, but mm-hmm. 16.5 turnovers a game. That's 26th in the league. The Spurs are the worst with 17.4, and the Toronto Raptors turn it over the least with 11.3. So you could see there's a disparity there between the Warriors 26 and Toronto at first. And then another one that was really easy to just look at and, and pin something to. And this doesn't even count today's game. The... Um, NBA website still says they're three and five. Mm-hmm. They are 28th in the league in personal fouls at, I want to say that's 23 a game before this game, <laughs> 23 a game. That's 28th in the league. And I can tell you fouls. how many they had today. Give yeah. How many? And, and I can tell you. Okay. And, and um, jazz. They, okay, yeah. they had what 32 they fouls today. Wow. Yeah. They're going to easily become 30th. Once they put those stats in the jazz are 30th with 21.3. Sorry, 23.4. So that's only 0.4 more than the Warriors. And then the Portland Trailblazers fouled the least with 17.4. I mean, if you are one of the worst teams in turnovers and one of the worst teams in personal fouls, like how many free possessions and how many free points are you just giving away right there as a whole? You know, free possessions by turnovers and then free points by just shooting fouls. Do you know what they were in rebounds? Um, I'll pull that up right now. But this is before, again, before... They got, they got they got out rebounded by eleven tonight. Twenty third in rebounding. Um, it's Bucks first. They're a bigger lineup. That makes sense. Clippers last. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, not Clippers. Wow, not Clippers. Seventy Sixers last. Wow, with Joel Embiid. <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it, it kind of makes sense that they get beaten rebounds by the Magic because another one of my points is that Steph and Clay go off. Um, obviously. 
super great. This isn't like the only reason, but a big reason I think why they went off is because the Magic do this jumbo lineup mm-hmm. where today it was Suggs, it was Bull Bull, it was Franz, it was Paolo and Wendell Carter Jr. And um, they kind of played a little bit of a drop uh, and Steph and Clay completely took advantage of that, which means, I mean, more rebounds for them. They, they're a big lineup who's playing drop coverage. They're going to lose by the three and win by the rebounding. So I think that um, they were relying on a lot of, you know, uh, length, athleticism, and just wingspan to kind of make up for giving them a few couple inches to shoot the ball. But Bull Bull wasn't able to get his hand on a lot of those Curry threes. Maybe miss messed it up a little bit. Curry, I think, missed a couple. But, I mean, Curry was great tonight. Yeah, he's, except except for those two turno- turnovers late where... I don't know if he was just tired and, and Suggs was, had, had the energy, but he turned the ball mm-hmm. over to Suggs twice, which kind of really killed uh, killed that comeback. So kind of what you're talking about. So the Magic had 11 more rebounds, like I said, 46 to 35. The free throw disparity, they That's, took yeah. 31 more free throws, made 23 more. The Warriors made uh, six more threes and uh, two more field goals. So... That's that's uh, what twenty something points right there. So just mm-hmm. those differences in the game, obviously that leads leans toward the Magic winning by one point. Those were the differences right there. Yep, is their free throw disparity made up for the three point disparity on the other end, and that's how you win uh, that game by by close. And it was a it was a risk, right? Because what you risk is that Steph and Clay go off, and they did between the two of them, fifteen three pointers. And then you just cross your fingers that nobody else has a good game. And so I go back to Jordan Poole, four from 12 shooting, one of five uh, from three-point land, two rebounds, two assists, four turnovers, a minus 10 in the plus minus. He only had 11 points. So bet that Jordan Poole, bet that Wiggins, and Wiggins had an okay offensive game. It was just late. He, he, he was uh, not great. Um, are you going to, are you going to take that bet with, uh, Jermichael green? Yeah. You're going to take that bet. You know, he's, she's going to wear the hard hat minutes and he had seven points and six rebounds, but he was a team worst uh, of a minus 15. There's no I in team, but there is one in indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. 
NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. So let's stop the Warriors talk for a second because I want to get your thoughts on Paolo. They bottled him up in the first half. Yep. He didn't. I don't think he scored in the first quarter. But they bottled him up. They were playing him really well. He was he was kind of picking and choosing. He didn't start being aggressive until the second half, and then he started to be all the way aggressive. He was still a minus 19. He had the worst plus minus in the entire game. But I feel like that's a little misleading because I feel like he led the entire comeback. Mm-hmm. So before that comeback, he went, he was probably like a minus 30 or something like that. But... Uh, man, his third quarter was so great, and they had no answers, at least in the second unit. They did bring in Draymond uh, you know, to kind of stop it a little bit. But uh, what did you think of Paolo? Paolo's he's really impressive. Um, just, I mean, they said it on the broadcast, but a guy at his size moving the way he does, and he's already super strong, and he has he's skilled at, at shooting, at passing the ball. Like, we're talking about a future, future star like maybe you know top five in the mvp uh campaign and and i don't know three four years five years maybe like i was talking on my podcast how i feel like the best players in the league can be the guy that goes and gets a bucket and also be like one of the best playmakers on the team Mm -hmm. like you look at lebron you look at Giannis, you look at Jokic, you look at steph um you look at luca like can paolo if if paolo is like a version you vote right there yeah, yeah. And, and Paolo can go get a bucket and he's a really good passer. So, I mean, simple reads for him right now, nothing extraordinary, but he makes the right play. I mean, the, that kid that kid might be really special. And that was like not the highest on this draft class and he's Draymond well. Draymond and Looney are two of the smartest defenders in in, mm-hmm. in the post and can switch, right? So, it made sense that he didn't play great in the first half. And then when when he was able to play against the second unit, then he went off. Like I I, I think I, I'm gonna say it was like Wiseman, Jamichael Green, mm-hmm. Moody. It was that unit, Jordan Poole, where he went off. And then the Warriors brought the starters back in, and they they played him better again. But uh, but yeah, like you know that there is a. I think it was Mark Spears. I think it was Mark Spears who tweeted wondering if Paolo could make the uh, all-star team in his rookie year. I thought that was no kind of way. interesting. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I mean, look at the, uh, if you just look at the numbers, the numbers yeah, but, are, are all-star quality, right? 22. Is that all-star? So he is at, uh, uh, I'm, I think I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Um, I don't want team stats. I want players. Okay. So his numbers, but this was before tonight's game, and he he hit his average. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's uh, twenty two, and he is eight, and he is four. Twenty two, eight, and four. Yeah, I mean he'd probably have to bump those numbers up yeah. a little bit, but uh, yeah, there, there's there's I just a lot think that the, on there. The East, like he would, if he was to make the All Star team, he'd be in in the East, and it'd be for a forward spot. And the East forward spots are pretty darn loaded. Like every year, when you have Tatum, Giannis, uh, KD, and Embiid, like that's already four of like the seven you get. 
And if you're telling me he can actually make it, because forward spots include the center position. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jared Allen from last year, it's probably not the greatest person to name because I'm sure there's a ton better than him, but I'm forgetting. But yeah, I think it'd be a, t- a tall task for him to do it. I feel like the one that was surprising was Jalen Suggs, though. Jalen Suggs has been it was awful his rookie year, riddled with injuries. People were ready to write him off. His first two games, he's he's I think he's decent in his first game. His second game, he rolls his ankle, so he's been out this whole time. Mm-hmm. He comes back against the Thunder and is one for nine from three. <laughs> he was awful. And then he comes into this game and is just like I'm I cause I texted my friends because I'm I'm a Suggs believer. I'm a pro Suggs guy. I've been sticking with him through all the bad stuff lately. And I was like, man, it's great to see my guy Suggs going off, but at the cost of my team right now. So that was a tough three-pointer he hit at the end. I did not expect that to fall. It makes sense, though, why this was a good team for him to play. He's super athletic. Who are the two Warriors starting guards? Older guards who who are not fleet of foot, right? That that is not – their defense defense is good because they play smart defense, but he's, he's so much better athletically than both of them. Uh, and then the other guard is Poole, and we we talked about how how poorly of a defender he is. But so I, I thought it made sense for Suggs to have a a pretty good game, um, and good for him because mm-hmm. you know that they they have an interesting problem too. If uh, and, and somebody could be trade bait with him and Cole Anthony both in the backcourt, so uh, it's good for Suggs to to come back and play, and he's just got to be consistent. Like that's the whole thing for a young player to be able to uh, young players are just up and then they're down and they're up and they're down Mm. for him to just be kind of like, let's, let's just be 60% of, of, of my best and let's just keep it there. That's what it takes. That's what it's going to take for him. Yeah. So um, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm kind of thinking back to your Pelicans point. Like I really do wonder who plays tomorrow because I feel like the Pelicans are just like the better magic. Like yes. the way better magic. And Brandon Ingram may play tomorrow as well. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, just uh, reading Slater's tweets, um, Kerr, <laughs> not to say Kerr's frustrated. I, 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 I'm sure he's frustrated that, that he lost, but you know he's trying to be patient with this young team. And it looks like there's going to be some uh, change in the rotation as far as uh, adjustments starting tomorrow. So... We can uh, look forward to to that and what that means. Thank God, that's my main thing. That's my, that's probably my main thing. Is like I feel like there's no stable rotation, and I don't like the way it's currently constructed. I feel but, like Kaminga's got to play. We talk about, you know, mm-hmm. I know you're about to read this tweet, but we talk about why the Warriors aren't getting as many free throws. Kaminga's like a walking six free throw a game guy. Yeah, uh, and I get but, why he doesn't play because of how the current pl- uh, rotation is. Like you don't really want him and Jamichael Green in the game at the same time, unless one of them's the, the the five, you know, you don't want them as a three and four that just clogs up everything. They don't have a big who could shoot a traditional center who could shoot Wiseman and, and Looney aren't shooting. So that's already three players on the court who can't shoot, or you put Draymond three players on the court who can't shoot. I get why he isn't in that, but they need to find a way to either put Jermichael more with the starters. So Kaminga could play with the reserves. They need to get Kaminga in this game or in games. So anybody who is uh, watching us live, uh, if you have a comment on what you think this rotation should be, definitely throw it uh, in the the comments and and I'll put it up. But that's basically my question is what, what is the change here? They're, they're trying to force Wiseman and Wiseman is not 
showing any confidence in himself whatsoever. He looks so scared out there, not scared of the other team or scared of the physicality. He just looks scared to make a mistake. Like he just I'm doesn't want to make out. Yep. He doesn't want to make a mistake. He knows that he had three fouls in what was it? Six minutes in, in one of the games on the, one of the recent games. And he's always looking toward the bench. You know, you know, that's one thing I remember. Uh, you, you always knew the the bad players when, when you're in high school, because you know, they would get in and the second there was a stop in play, they're looking at the coach going, am I coming out? No, dude, you're playing like, stop looking at like, that's Wiseman. He's like looking at the, at the coaches to, to see if he's coming out or not. Uh, there has been flashes uh, of him where he had a block uh, in, I think it was in the Hornets. It was the Hornets game. Uh, who's, who's the leaper for, for, for the Hornets who tried to clear Wiseman out and Wiseman still blocked it. Uh, he was the, he was like a dunk champion like three years ago. Bridges isn't on the team. No, no, no. It was, <clears throat> it was, uh, yeah, he was like a dunk champion like three or four years ago. But he's, he he used to play for the Thunder, I think. But he hasn't. Uh, uh, I don't remember. Oh, oh, I don't. I I think you might be thinking of different people. But the, Theo Maladon is on us on the Hornets, I believe. But he was on the Thunder. Maybe it was the think. Pistons. It could have been. It was either the Hornets or the Pistons. Oh, Diallo. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. Uh, and so you see that, and I'm like, yeah, like, go up and get that basketball. And then today you have a play, and I know Kawakami tweeted that it was more Curry's fault, and, and Curry bailing out on the rebound didn't help. But who was the who's the guy who, who scored all those points in the first quarter for Orlando today? Was it Chuma Okiki? Yeah. So Wiseman, who's a head taller than this dude, shot goes up. Wiseman gets position. And he gets fouled. The other guy fouls Wiseman going for the rebound. Yep. But all Wiseman's going to do is just, you know, get wide. That guy cannot jump over him. And Wiseman just kind of allows it to happen. And then uh, I think that's when he's threw the basketball. No, the, no. Was that was not the same one? So, so I think the play you're talking about is when we were on offense and Wiseman got the rebound and got the putback, uh, but he got called for a foul. Is that what you're talking about? No, I think it's a different play. This is so so Steph is supposed to come over and and basically Wiseman is clearing out the defender so that Steph can sneak in and get the rebound. Steph just doesn't like he just does yeah, again, maybe he's tired, but he just doesn't attack. Yeah. And yeah. so the rebound's there for him to be had, but then Wiseman, uh, there's no Steph, so he's battling, and and the guy. No, they, that was that was frustrating because I just I just know you know maybe you you're not on this side of Twitter, but I feel like I'm kind of on the Toxic Warriors fan base side of Twitter, and I just know they're coming for Wiseman's head at every single error he makes. Mm -hmm. And so when he did the one on offense, I was like, I gotta see that again because that didn't look like a foul. And I know you're talking about a different one, mm -hmm. but I looked back at it and I was like, man, like yeah, he he did not. He did not foul there. That was the other guy fouling him, if anything. And that was annoying. And that was frustrating to watch the ref call that. It's because that clearly wasn't him. Clearly taking a hit out of his confidence, too. And then it was maybe very soon after. They had everyone spaced out. So there was no one in the paint. So Wiseman had to play up. I believe he got switched on to Franz. Someone takes a three. No one really crashes. So Wiseman's kind of spreading out across the left side of the court. No one's crashing, except for Steph's guy, who was on the corner, who starts crashing and Steph decides to run all the way through the baseline and not get the rebound. The other guy gets the rebound. Wiseman fouls him. Uh, was it an and one? It was an and one, I think. Right. Or, but that's the one where, you know, I was like, 
I watching that at real time. I watched that three times because again, I know people are going to come at his head for that one. But I was like, man, that's Steph's fault. The one guy who didn't get boxed out was Steph's guy. Mm-hmm. Steph also runs through and doesn't grab the rebound. And I think that's Steph, the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that is. And okay. you look at Steph on that possession. If you keep an eye on him after the foul, he's raising his hand and he's like has his hand on his head because he knows that Wiseman's getting about to get frustrated about this and it was his fault. And Wiseman grabs the ball and throws it against the against the hoop, gets a tech, mm-hmm. and goes to the side of the bet, gets pulled out, goes down, and and you know, you, you tell he's pissed and he takes it all out on Ryan Rollins' hand. <laughs> and, and, and you, you know him cursing. if he was just more aggressive going for those rebounds i think even if he he causes a foul in those scenarios i think they can live with that because he needs to be aggressive he's only averaging four rebounds a game now mm-hmm. he's not playing a ton but a way for him to stay on the court is to grab rebounds if he's grabbing rebounds and they're and they're not allowing for extra possessions He's not going to come out of the game. No, no matter, you know, no matter how much he hedges on the, uh, on the, on defense. And like, if he can do one thing very well, he will stay in the court. Cause what's the flip side. The flip side is that Looney has to play more, which means Looney may get in more foul trouble or who plays the five. If you're telling me that uh, Jamichael is, is playing the five, I'm, I, I, then I know that we're just going to get out-rebounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Kaminga's got to play the five, probably maybe you get something on the other end because he's so athletic, he beats the other center down the court. But he's got to force himself. He's got to force the coach's hand to stop taking him out. The, 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 the silly fouls are one thing. That's going to happen. But he's got to do one thing well. Every shot that goes up, I want him to be like Patrick Ewing at Georgetown and just try and block everything Mm -hmm. because even if he's out of position, uh, you know, at least he's showing aggression and maybe the team's got to go, Oh, you know, we can't, you know, this guy's going to, going to erase a shot. We got to, we got to be careful, but they don't, they just want to dunk on the guy. (laughs) That's everyone tries to do is Mm -hmm. dunk on Wiseman because they know he's, you know, he's not aggressive. He's not, he's not going to hammer you and put you on your ass. This is not the player that he is now. I would like to see more aggression from him. If he could just be, if he could grab, you know, if he could grab six, seven rebounds a game, I guarantee you he's playing more than 14 minutes. So that's just uh, my frustration with him. Yeah. You know, we, I, we, we can say it all, all we want, right? He has so much talent. Everyone says that, but until you show it and until you stop uh, thinking so defensively, like uh, that you don't want to make mistakes, I could, I mean, we could see it in his face like that. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn there. I think we can see that in his face that he's so afraid to make a mistake mm-hmm. that he's so he's he's a very passive player right now. Yeah, I would say there's like four things that I could feel like I've seen on the court that could pinpoint maybe why he's not playing that great. And two of them seem like a hard fix and the other two seem like an easier fix. But one of them is, you know, we've mentioned on this podcast that Draymond the reason he's still able to be so good even after losing athleticism is that he's almost like 0.1, 0.2 seconds ahead of everything mm-hmm. instinctually. And so he's able to play ahead of everyone and, and, you know, make up for his lack of athleticism. And, and nobody's going to uh, surprise him. He knows lack of size. He's, he's just so smart. Wiseman on the other hand is like 0.3 or 0.4 seconds behind everything. And you can almost think like, okay, maybe he'll make it up with his size, but he, he doesn't, he almost, so maybe he's even further behind that on the play. And another thing is he plays so small. I feel like, you know, he's one of the, he's the biggest guy out there. Not only that, he's actually has size to him. He's not like Evan Mobley, who's a little 
pick uh toothpick like he actually is like a big dude who you could tell is like you know has is really strong has the has the build and everything but he plays almost like he's like this like he's he's bringing everything in and he's like a guard almost out there so i feel like he he needs to play big um and then you know the two that we've mentioned is aggressiveness and confidence slash being a swagger let's can someone out. give this guy some swagger maybe that's not who he is that's not his personality yeah but man if you know maybe maybe when it comes around christmas time we'll we'll talk about the one thing that we wish we could give some of these players but for wiseman i wish i could just give him some swagger yeah i want wiseman well, Wiseman seems like a, um, you know, I think a lot of the things that were talked about him during like the draft process is that he's like a really respectful kid. He um, says all the right things, kind of does all the right things. I think one time he paid for everyone's bill when they took him out to dinner during the draft process. That was like something they pinpointed. And he seems like that. But you want to see like some fire to him. Like that was a yeah. little bit of fire today, throwing the ball in frustration. And yeah, that's why I didn't hate it. In, like forever. I mean, you so, could say, I mean, if you want to go down this, this, uh, way you could say oh that one point that they got but i think they missed the free throw did they miss the free throw who oh they did miss uh yeah. they missed a technical free the franz missed a technical oh, it, it was remember. the curve free throw that they missed yeah and i mean wiggins missed the wide open layup <laughs> <laughs> you could pinpoint so many different things on that one point i'm not yeah, but, that, but i know i know when you lose by one to a bad team it's it just seems like you know anything but it, i cut I, here's what i wonder Kerr has been very patient with this team. Yeah. Curry has been very patient. I think he also knows that he's just not been great defensively, uh, but he's been tremendous offensively. Clay, we know Clay's frustration. Clay's in his head. He wants to be the old Clay in a new body, and he's got to figure out to, how to be the new Clay. Draymond, like you said, is not demonstrative uh, on his own teammates because he lost their trust. So that's uh, another piece of this. I think he's been awesome though. He's like, been great. I think he's been pretty good this year. I mean, he, like, I think offensively he's, too. Like I think, I think he's got a tech. Been... I think he's got a tech like the last three games in a row, but which is not going to be good when he gets uh, hits that limit and has to miss a game. But yeah. man, they, they, like at least like when you're watching them play defense, he's the only one who's, who's mm -hmm. playing exceptionally well. Uh, Kavan, I think Kavan is is rebounding rebounding very well, uh, but you know he's not he's not gonna be a shot blocker in any way. Which is why if they can just get Wiseman to to play big, you know maybe maybe they can get that. So let's go back to to the adjustments that they can make to the rotation. I know they don't want to do this, and I know he is not deserving, but I guarantee you, Wiseman would play better with the starting lineup. I think we can say the same thing with Jordan Poole. I think Jordan Poole, you could say the same thing about everybody, but you obviously, you cannot put everybody in the starting lineup. It's more so, what is the second team? Who can hold the second team? Is it, would you be more comfortable with Jordan Poole running the second unit if Kevon Looney was in the game? Or maybe... Draymond's minutes Draymond. get, get split a little bit more so that Draymond plays with that second team. And maybe instead, uh, Jermichael plays with the, you know, with the starters uh, very early. Uh, so, I mean, there's adjustments like that, but I don't think there's like a smoking gun here. You're just dealing with young players who are not going to play well together because 
they're young and and they you know they're there's no Steph to bail them out. There's no Clay to bail them out. You could also bring Jordan in. Uh, you know, as Clay's minutes go up, you could bring Jordan in after you know the first six minutes. Clay sits for the next six, and then Clay starts the second quarter with Jordan together. Like there are things like that that they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because I think the key for these younger players is not that they just get reps, but they need to get reps with the players who are going to help them do the right thing. Because if you're if you're Wiseman, Poole, Moody, Kaminga, uh, uh, DiVincenzo, when DiVincenzo c- comes back, and y- who's going to be the vet who's going to be like, okay, on this play, what we did h- here, like it's going to be it, who that player is, is Draymond stepping up from the sideline or Andre stepping up from the sideline. But that person is not on the court. So I think that's the key to this whole thing is they have to figure out how to stagger some of the vet minutes so that they can play with these younger players in, in the second half or in the second quarter and in the fourth and in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, mm. when those younger players come in to start the fourth so that they get good reps, not bad reps, because you mm. look at those plus minuses and those plus minuses for the second unit are awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Poole's play overall is really bad when he's playing with that second team. So I think that would be my solution to this is get some of the younger players in early, and then we bring the vets back so that they can play with a couple of the vets. Uh, And and they've been doing it with Steph, right? Like Steph will play the end of the first quarter with the younger players or with the second unit. And, but then he immediately goes out and then, you know, and then it's Jordan, just, uh, you know, Jordan Moody, essentially. But uh, what are what are things that you would like to see with the second unit? I think Jordan and Draymond probably has got to happen because that would mean less Ty Jerome. And uh, Ty Jerome hasn't been like awful, but I just think there's more people you're invested in. He's the only he was the only per, uh, player in second second unit with a p- positive plus minus today. Kamingo was zero. but i i've said it on this podcast how you don't just want like jordan and moody out there together because you want jordan to kind of get the ball in the second unit and just be like all right i'm gonna go i'm only here to get my bucket i don't really need to worry about getting everyone else a bucket too that's why you have ty jerome who's more of a playmaker but that's replace that with draymond then that then pool could still do the i'm gonna go get my bucket type thing Mm -hmm. um and and Draymond yeah. will hunt shots for pool like he does with Curry, right? Exactly. Like he will get Jordan open. But I think Jordan has got to be uh th- th- I think the comparison I would make would be a running back. Uh for, for, you know, you watch the running backs in this 49ers system. Uh you watch the way McCaffrey hits a hole versus the way that Trey Sermon hit a hole, right? Trey Sermon is kind of dancing and McCaffrey sees it, and then boom, Jordan Poole still does a lot of dancing, and there there are opportunities for him to shoot the three, and he will pump fake and you know shimmy into harder three. Someone defending him, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like just shoot the open three, dude. Like yeah, like it. You know, I, I get what he's trying to do because he's very shifty and he's. You know, he 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 is so elusive and he's got a great handle and all of those things. But sometimes the shot is there. You just take it and he will dribble himself into trouble a lot. 
And I feel like they need to say that stuff is good for one-on-one, but within the motion of the offense, when you do that, it lets the defense catch back up and we, and we don't want, we don't want that to happen. So that, that, that's just a, a thing with Jordan, but is there anything, is there, okay. So, so you want, you want Kaminga in who, who, mm. who gets, who gets less minutes in order for Kaminga to play right now, Ty Jerome until DiVincenzo comes back, I guess, but once well, DiVincenzo comes back, then Ty Jerome's not going to play. True. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same damn problem that I brought up in the beginning of the year with there's just not many, there's just not that many open uh, rotation spots to just grab maybe guys who deserve it, like Kaminga last year, who, you know, and I said that Wiseman was probably the least deserving of one, but since we didn't have a center, he was kind of thrown into that spot. Did you see that Dwight Howard thing? How Dwight I, Howard I saw wants it, but I didn't, I didn't hear what he said. He kind of said like he'd set great screens for Stephen Clay and he said he'd mentor Wiseman and kind of made a pitch to join the Warriors. And I mean, that was my thing in the beginning of the year is like we need like that's why I wanted to use that two way spot on Travion uh, at the time, because it was like, what if Wiseman's bad or what if he gets hurt again? You need insurance at the back of five, especially with a guy like Wiseman. And like you'd think now since he's been playing bad, I'd be like puffing my chest and like, oh, I told you so. But I'm still in the mindset like now that I feel like he just needs reps like. Like you said, good reps, but I, I think I, uh, me and Alex were talking yesterday, and if you count up his games played, he's like barely halfway over his rookie season. Yeah, he's, he's like, like 47, he doesn't even have 50 48. Yet. He doesn't even have 50. So like, I just I just feel like he's you know been given the given the short end of the stick there, and I just feel bad. Uh, but I mean, NBA player, there's urgency there, and he needs to really just uh, understand. Is I mean, urgency. is there is there a lot of urgency though? They picked up his option, so. They're, he's, they're gonna have him for another year. There's not urgency of him getting cut. There's urgency of the team being bad. <laughs> but yeah, that that is definitely true. Um, all right. So looking ahead, uh, we have the game uh, co- upcoming tomorrow. Uh, at, at people list, people probably listening to this on Friday. So later today, uh, if you're listening on Friday, against the Pelicans in New Orleans. And and then Monday, like we said, against the Kings. So I'm wondering, not to say that they ever want to just give up the game, right? But you got to imagine if it's if it's a, a clay possibility to not play on the back back to back. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think Steph wants to play, uh, but after just seeing how winded he looked today in certain situations. Uh, he played a game high 38 minutes. I wonder, I kind of wonder if he doesn't play tomorrow, but I, I would, I would think that because it's so early in the season, he's got to be frustrated. He probably wants to play. He'll probably talk it in if they have a thought that, that he doesn't play, but you know, Draymond, he ratcheted up to, to 34 minutes. There's a possibility that uh, they may want to rest him a little bit, but man, if Draymond doesn't play, they may give up 150 points to the to the Pelicans. That that Kaminga might have 30. Kaminga <laughs> <laughs> scores 30, gives up 40. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they do. But uh, where are the easy wins coming? Right. So yeah, we have uh, like I said, Sacramento, Cleveland, who is playing Amazing. really good basketball. Uh, I'm going to look at the standings here real quick. They're like second right behind the Bucks because the Bucks are undefeated. So Cleveland is a six and one. Uh, and uh, see, I wish the NBA uh, box, the, I wish the NBA did the uh, 
points scored versus points against in in, in the tables because I really like seeing mm-hmm. that stat. But uh, Cleveland, and we talk about Sacramento. Sacramento is a two and five. <laughs> this is funny. Uh, this is uh, starting with the Clippers are four and four, and then you go backwards. Warriors three and six. Lakers two and five. Sacramento two and five. All of the. Uh, all of the Western division just chilling, doing terrible, except for uh, except for Portland. Wait, no, like Utah's uh, good. San Antonio's good. All of our all of my poop teams, man, have come yeah. up the gates firing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think I think the Cleveland game is going to be a really tough one. They are at home and they will be rested. They will they have like a four four game rest, and then Sacramento again. See, I feel like Sacramento is really. Uh, the, the antidote here, Sacramento mm-hmm. and then San Antonio. Realistically, they should beat San Antonio. Uh, but then they play Phoenix, who's uh, I think Phoenix is Phoenix wants to beat the Warriors like they they feel like last year should have been their year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're going to be circling every single game and they're going to get to Phoenix's best. And if you get Phoenix's best, that's a really good team. Yep. Agreed. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't really have much to say about that besides. It's just going to, it's a tough road ahead, man. As much as we want to just chalk in those two Sacramento games as wins, like they're probably hungry for a win too. And, you know, as, as, as they continue to mesh with their starters with Keegan being back and last, the game last night, Tyler Hero hits a three pointer for a buzzer beater on them. They did the last two minutes report. Tyler Hero traveled. I know. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. So they want revenge for that. All right. So I'm calling it right now. Tomorrow against Pelicans. That's a loss. They go three it and is. seven. Beat the Kings four and seven, lose to the Cavs four and eight. Uh, they, I think they could still win that game though. I, actually, I'm going to switch. I think that. they no, they could. They could. I'm going to switch that. Uh, lose to the Pelicans three and seven, beat the Kings uh, four and seven, beat the Cavs five and seven, beat the Kings six lose and to seven, the Kings on that one, beat the Spurs seven and seven, oh, going man. into uh, Phoenix. Uh, against uh, they're, they're going to get the 500 and then play Phoenix. And then everyone's going to just be like, see, we're fine. We're, we're going to be fine. Uh, but, but I mean, but it, it, it is something though, that you get to play three games uh, that should be winnable to mm-hmm. uh, two, two, two of the Kings and, and one of the Spurs. And you get to, you get Cleveland at home on a, on a big time rest. So that should, that should help as well. I mean, I don't know if they'll get to seven and seven right away, but it's not, it's not a bad schedule coming up after tomorrow's game. Yeah, and we will see. Um, yeah. What do you think is, if you were to grade the younger players right now, based just on this season, obviously Jordan Poole was awesome last year. I mean, we have him as the sixth man of the year, and he's he's uh, mm-hmm. not not playing that sixth man of the year role. Too, too Averaging well like for 16, us. though. Yeah, he's, 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 get, he's getting his shots up. Yeah. Uh, but... How would you, like, if I was to say, give an A, B, C, D, or F grade for the young players, how do you grade Moody so far? I would probably do a low B. Because I, I, I like what he's been doing, but I just feel like he's supposed to be, I don't know his percentages from three, but it just feels like he's missing some easy ones I would want to see he's go 35, in. 36% right now. So it's actually pretty good, but I mean, Jordan's he's supposed, only he's supposed to be knocked down in my eyes. He's, he shouldn't be taking any tough ones, just like the same spot every time. But I, the one thing about Moody that I like is, as you know, you said Draymond's getting a tech every game. Moody's drawing a charge every single game. Mm-hmm. 
And I've been liking that lately. And Bob, Bob Fitzgerald is cheering him because he's not reaching at the same time. <laughs> um, I, I think that's right. I think, I think you could give Moody a B. I just don't understand why he didn't play more today. He, I thought he played really well against the heat. And then just today he only played 12 minutes. He didn't even, mm-hmm. he didn't even get a, get a bucket today. Yeah. I mean, what does that say about, uh, like Kerr's coaching and rotations. It's like, you know, when you have a good game, the game before you're almost supposed to get rewarded with more minutes and mm-hmm. Kerr's kind of like, uh, there had that. to be something that he didn't like, you know, the other thing that's kind of interesting, Jordan Poole led the league in free throw percentage last year. Yeah. He's shooting 78.8% from the line. So On how many far. attempts though? Cause the Warriors aren't really getting that many attempts this year. No. So Steph is at 94.4 off of six attempts a game. Jordan Poole only has 3.7 attempts a game. Um, Clay is at one attempt per game. (laughs) I mean, that's that's bound to be lower than both of the... Well, I mean, Jordan Poole is second on the team in in the times he gets to the free throw line. So at Well, what was he... Do you have have his last year's one? Like his attempts from last year? uh, I'll I'll see if I can find it. I'll I'll see if they have it. Uh, he went to the line last year, three point five. So he's actually oh, it's more the same. this year. Yeah, he's actually that's more this crazy. Year. I would uh, not have expected that. Yeah, so uh, he was he his all of you. You would think like, gosh, you know he he's got this contract, and you know poor poor Joe Lakeup. He's like, okay, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, we're giving you the contracts. You got you are our guys. And they're both getting outplayed by Draymond, who didn't get his contract. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think I think Andy tweeted that Draymond should just be sending them all the <laughs> clips of like Wiseman and Kaminga, and that should boost his his salary. But uh, Pool's minutes are down from last year. He's he's yeah, he's, it's he's, weird. He's he's like not. Um, you could tell. I I I saw that he was frustrated today when he was getting pulled out. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's some weird rotation stuff where he's just like not playing in some of the spots I'd expect him to. Like they pulled him out and Ty Jerome stayed in. I, I hope this isn't just a Ty Jerome bashing, bashing session for me, but I'm under the mindset that's like, I get why you're playing him, but he's like a two-way guy. Like you have the you have the guys you're invested in that you'd rather see get the court for more exposure and for more, you know, getting used to the rotation, yet we're playing Ty Jerome. You could well, fiddle with the rotation to make it so that him or DiVincenzo doesn't necessarily have to come in. But what does Kawakami say though? He says you always play the guy who reminds you of yourself. <laughs> Ty Jerome can't shoot, can't shoot like Kerr though. Kerr Kerr yeah. was a way better shooter. He's got heart uh, though. Yeah, he's got heart. I, I I would have liked to see Moody in some of those Ty Jerome minutes tonight for sure. But you know, look, we can't blame Ty Jerome for making some smart plays. He took a charge. Mm-hmm. He he he. Uh, he he kind of uh, got in the middle of that zone and then he the big guy came over and he slipped it to Looney for the layup like that, that he did make some good plays the only problem with playing Ty Jerome is they don't guard him so he's mm-hmm. like he he you know he he clogs it up as well and and they would have to guard Woody i think a little bit more so um all right well it was not a fun game to watch it has not been a fun last four games though the hornet i i swear 99 times out of 100, they win that Hornets game. Yep. And even yesterday, or not yesterday, Monday, was it Monday or Tuesday they played against the Heat? It was Tuesday. Tuesday. They, I, 
did they score five points in the last five minutes of that game? Something like that. Remember when the Steph's three got taken away, his three free throws? That was crazy. Yeah. Is there any better angles on that? Because I, I thought any. that was a clear foul. I, I like, I think that uh, it was, yeah, it was like four points the last five minutes of the game or something like that. Like they couldn't score. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. Like I would have swore, I think last night's game too, they win 80 times out of a hundred, uh, the, uh, our Tuesday night's game. So this we like they, 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 they don't give up leads like they did today. And that was maybe most frustrating because by the third quarter, they were, what are they up? Like 16 and they mm-hmm. gave up that lead and, and lost the game by one. It's, it's, it's crazy. Cause we're just not used to seeing that kind of basketball from them. Yeah. All right. Any last words? What's up with uh, the podcast? Well, before that, my last words is James Wiseman. If you're, you're hearing this, don't go on Twitter tonight, man. <laughs> it's just not going to be safe for you out there. Nah, he does. He, yeah, he. I mean, he's he's a young guy too. He can stay off of social media. <laughs> get a, um, yeah, get a. Uh, also, get a different uh, Instagram name. You can't call yourself the Big Ticket. Kevin Garnett was the Big <laughs> Ticket. You got to have like a new one. Is Kevin Garnett like from Memphis or something? Actually, I don't even think Wiseman's from Memphis. He just went to school there. Uh, no, Kevin Garnett is from Illinois. I think mm. Chicago. I think. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I think, I think Wiseman needs like a staple haircut too. I feel like his hair is just so all over the place. I just want to see him, I want to see him smile and I want to see him get mad. Those two things. No in between. Emotion high, emotion angry low. I don't want to see this like passive James Wiseman. That, that guy does not, I I don't know if a passive big guy outside of maybe Tim Duncan, but I think he was just passive in his face. He didn't play Pat like. There, you can't be a big man and, and just be so in the middle. You got to be fiery, man. You got to mm-hmm. be get up there. You're so talented. That's the, that's that's, that's what we're just going to keep saying every year. He's so talented, but. <laughs> um, for the BAM, we did a podcast yesterday about Steve Nash getting fired, about Ooh. Shea Gilders Alexander should be in the in the running for most improved and the Warriors losing three straight. Um, around the league, though, man. Kyrie suspended I saw for that. like no more than I think at the at the minimum five games. Good. Yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know who's guiding him. You know, my my nickname for Kyrie is Kanyobi <laughs> because he's like a wannabe Kanye and a wannabe Kobe on the basketball court. Like I watch him play basketball. And I'm like, oh, this is like Kobe from like 2006 after Shaq left. He's just jacking up shots like crazy, and he's a good shot maker too. Like he's 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 scoring like 30 points a game or something like that. But the difference between Kyrie and and Kobe on the basketball court is Kobe's teammates believed in him. Like they just believed that no matter what, Kobe's the best player in the league. And even though we're bad now, you know we're just a player away, and we're going to be right back in there. Nobody believes that Kyrie is that guy. And so he can jack it up like Kobe, but they don't believe him. And then there's this other small underrated thing. And I only hear players say this. I heard Raja Bell say this. I heard Jalen Rose say this, both former players. They, the, his teammates have to deal with the questions about him. Yep. And that's gotta be a pain in the butt. So bad teammate, 
he's being a bad human being right now. He's not taking any responsibility for his words or for his actions. And I think the suspension is fine, but what does it really mean? Like, it's not going to really he, five games. He makes 30 million a year or whatever it is like, yeah, he'll, he'll he, he's not, that's not going to hurt too bad. 20 games, 40 games, go get the vaccine or else you can't play anymore. <laughs> like that's, that's what'll hurt the pocketbook. And that's when he may be like, Oh, I think I kind of screwed up here. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how Bill said they were trying to trade him over the summer, too. I guess I should have suspect, suspected that, but I didn't really think about it. He said they've been trying to trade him since, too, like all yeah. throughout the season and no takers. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kyrie is. I feel like he's like uh, he's kind of like cryptic, like Iguodala, but he's like if Iguodala was like really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad, man. It's bad. He, he, he sells tennis shoes to little kids. It's really bad. Yeah, Nike should end their. They might, and we might start seeing that stuff, like the 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 whole Kanye and the partnership type of thing. I wonder if we start seeing that with Kyrie. I mean, ha, like back to back, like these two things. He have tripled like, down. Like Kanye just got in trouble. Like, do you not see what could happen if you if you do stuff? Like, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, come no, on. All right, that, that that that's the that's the end of this. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully the next time we chat, which we'll, we'll figure it out. Cause they don't pull it. They play Monday. They play Friday, Monday, and then not until the next Friday, maybe we'll do a show in between the next, uh, the, the Friday game and the Monday game, but, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, uh, for Bry, I am double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. This is Andy Herman from the Packaday podcast. In case you didn't know the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show is part of the blue wire podcast network. BlueWire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if we worked together. Today, BlueWire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, BlueWire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash BlueWire. That's wefunder.com slash BlueWire. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.